Hey there, welcome to Vet Club. Uh, it's been a while, but we are doing book club. It's book club time. Vet books. Vet, really is book that what we call club. it? <laughs> That's how long it's been. Vet books is what I totally said. You can't go back and check. Um, we're doing chapter 18 in the uh, Critical Care Medicine Second Edition, Silverstein and Hopper, Small Animal, the, same, the book we've been doing. You guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is our 19th episode for chapter 18. And um, this is a pretty short chapter, which is appropriate because it's about brachycephalic syndrome, which translates to short head syndrome. <laughs> short so it's a head. short, yeah, brachy, like short or small. And then cephalic is like, like a cephalopod has a head and a foot, right? Um, so head. Um, so was the cat biting you? Yeah, he bit me. Well, that was rude. Um, so brachycephalic really does mean like short head. <laughs> so short head syndrome. Um, so these are the, the smush faced dogs. Oh yeah. You talk about them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sm- but I usually just call them smush faced. Um, and smush face is like a pretty good descriptor for what they are because like with, you know, selective breeding over the years, they've been selected for their squished face. But the, the funny thing about that is over time, they, um, their nose gets shorter and shorter and their jaw gets shorter and shorter, but it seems like they, there's the same amount of tissue, <laughs> which is really what seems to lead to all of their issues. It's not just that their is that face true? is shorter. I mean, you say it a lot. They have more. Yes. I, like, I don't know if anybody's quantified it, um, to be able to say, but like, yeah, they have too much stuff in a, in a smaller space. So they have too much soft palate, the soft part of the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like their jowls, their skin, everything. Like if you ever think about a smush faced dog, any of them, a French yeah. bulldog, an English bulldog, they all have that Lucy folded skin. Now they're not the only breeds that have that. Um, but you don't see that in long nose dogs, like yeah. a greyhound or, you know, is it the other. same for like Himalayan cats? Yeah. They don't tend to get this. They they do get like snuffly stuff and yeah. you know the the, the loud breathing. Cat noses aren't as long things. as dogs. But they're noses. yeah they're not nearly. But they do have respiratory issues. Um, they just don't tend to be quite as bad because if you think about the absolute difference between the length, like a normal like dog has a much longer snout, but like even a normal cat doesn't have that that dramatically long of a snout. Yeah. Um, so when you smush the cat, like it's the amount of tissue, even if it is the same, like it's not as dramatic as taking like a greyhound nose and then smooshing it into a very flat, like it's almost a two dimensional face. Is there a dog breed where they tried to make its nose longer? Yeah. Like sight hounds. I don't know if that, that yeah. was from differential breeding, but yeah, like, Hey, like a dachshund, like, you know, they're for like, um, um, you know, getting into small places and nosing, mm-hmm. nosing their way into like chasing rat, rat terriers, different things. So yeah, the long nose is beneficial for certain things. And is there a long head disease? So dolicocephalic, but it's not a disease. No, they're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like maybe they have more nasally voices. I don't actually know. That's, that's, I made that up. That's not a real thing. Um, no, they do fine. It's okay to have a, like having a big nose is totally fine. Having a smush face like it's not just your nose; the whole thing is is problematic. Um, and so, yeah. The, so this chapter is kind of talking about because that's fairly again more more in dogs, although we do have brachycephalic cats, um, but short headed, <laughs> short headed dogs, flat headed. Um, so it's a short chapter, which I think is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a chapter full of acronyms. Um, 
So I think what they, in this one, they just call it BD for brachycephalic dogs. I'm pretty sure they made that up for this chapter. I've never seen it, like, whatever. Um, but BOAS, B-O-A-S, or brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome. So basically, it's the all of the breathing problems that these smush-faced dogs get. Um, so they'll have an elongated soft palate, like I said. So you've got the soft palate, which is supposed to take up, you know, four to six inches is taking up two inches of space, but it's like the, 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 the same or too much tissue. So they get an elongated soft palate. Is elongated even though it's smaller? They, they call, Well, that's what I'm saying. The soft palate is elongated for their head. So it's too long for the head that they have. Oh, okay. So it's it's the soft palate of a normal headed dog yeah. smushed into a, a, a small headed dog. And so for a bulldog, it's elongated. So basically the soft part of the back of your throat um, is supposed to stop at a certain point so that air and food and fluid can get past. Mm -hmm. But if it's too long, it starts to like flap over the, like your air, your larynx. Right. And so if there's a flap coming down and you're trying to breathe and it's like (laughs) sucking up against that. He's doing a lot of hand gestures that that's for you. It's for you Topher so that you can understand. And then the (laughs) sucking of the soft palate against your airways um, can make it hard to breathe, which sort of makes sense. So if you have a flap of tissue blocking an airway that's supposed to be open, it makes it hard to breathe. So the elongated soft palate's a big part of it. And then that's one of the key things that um, we can do treatment-wise to help these dogs. They also get... um, So you like cut it off? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can cut it or fold it, but basically, yeah, we shorten it. Mm -hmm. Um, Different techniques for that. And then they they can all get also get what's called everted laryngeal saccule. So you get little glands that over time of like sucking against this flap, um, they start to, you know, become swollen and they can protrude out. So sometimes you have to remove those. And then another component that they get, um, that they just t- tend to have small tracheas. The, the the diameter of their windpipe is smaller than it should be. There's not really much we can do about that. So we fix the other things. We, yeah. we fix the shortened or you the, the like a bigger tube down there. Um, yeah, you can bust it open. That should work just fine. No, you can't. No. No. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things. There are some things that people have tried to do, but no, we don't do that. They don't really work. Um, so those are some of the things you have. So for brachycephalic airway syndrome, um, and as I've already done some sounds, and I've done some sounds on previous shows, um, these are, um, do you remember what the name of the sound they make is? Oh, it is... It's been a while since we no, talked about this. No, it's not goose honking. No, that it's like the name for it. There's the two words that there's um, one that sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think I always think of that. I can't remember. There's Strider and Sturder. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember which is which? Sturder is the brachycephalic. Yeah, it's the low pitched <laughs> snoring, rumbling, and then Strider is <laughs> is the high pitched kind of oh cat looked at me funny there um is the high-pitched um sound that you get with laryngeal paralysis so narrowing of the airways so the snoring you get from the flattening of that soft palate so it vibrates it's the same thing so when people snore um that's what that is also for and so one of the things they talk about another one of the acronyms i don't remember i have to look it up uh s-a-h-s is an acronym for people that have sleep apnea hypopnea syndrome so people with sleep apnea. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so sleep apnea is basically the same kind of thing. They get <laughs> brachycephalic. They're not necessarily brachycephalic, but their <laughs> soft palate, um, it, it's not uncommon in people who are um, overweight. Like, so if you get extra like mass and tissue and like fat and those things that that can contribute. Yeah, there's a lot of athletes too that have big necks. 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What, like big athletes like you follow, like the yeah. world's strongest men. Of the Any like big weightlifter. Yeah, weightlifting, like, yeah. They almost uh, always like have. Like runners, a- probably less so. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so just more tissue back there. Um, and so, you know, if you put more tissue in your body for whatever reason, because um, you're trying to gain weight in order to lift heavier weights. Um, so that can happen as well. And so that soft palate can come and one, it'll vibrate, which causes the snoring. That's that, um, that tissue that's sucking up against your airway, causing that vibration that, you know, that's where the snoring comes from. And if it gets bad enough, it will actually obstruct your airway. And so people, they can't breathe and they're sleeping because when you're relaxed, right? When, if you're sitting upright, you're, you know, versus laying Mm -hmm. down and relaxed. And then that soft palate, um, that upper part of the roof of your mouth kind of flops down and then it can block your airway. And then you, you know, you're breathing against an obstruction. And then people like wake up, maybe not fully, but it disrupts their sleep. So, um, that like those CPAP machines that people wear in the middle of the night, basically what that's doing is increasing the pressure in the back of your, um, in the back of your throat to keep your soft palate out of the way. Yeah. Um, could you get one of those super. for your dog? It's just like, wears it around as a backpack and then yeah, goes into his nose and yeah. he's just like super happy cause he can breathe. So funny thing about that. Um, maybe, and nobody's done that to my knowledge. You can call like, it a pug pack. A pug pack? Okay, yeah. you will invent that, and baby, we'll make tens and tens of dollars. We'll make a lot of people. The rich people have pugs. All right, we'll make dozens of dollars. Pug pack, <laughs> scores of dollars. So, um, what? I, you've lost, I've lost my train of thought because now I'm picturing a pug pack and a, oh, a bull bag. Uh, you're a goof. One of the things I was going to say is that these breeds, like the brachycephalic air, like they're so used to just not breathing well. Mm-hmm. That one of the fun things, kind of sad, but one of the fun things that they do is when you anesthetize them for virtually any reason, um, most animals, when they wake up with a tube in their throat, they're, you know, you'd want to like choke it out, cough it out. Mm -hmm. Not these dogs. They're like, yeah, this is awesome. Like breathing through a straw, like it's stenting open their airways and they just tolerate it. They're just like, this is kind of amazing i have actually some good photos and videos of of brachycephalic dogs with like awake i mean not like wide wide but awake i'm looking around with a tube coming out of their throat they're just like yeah uh i'm keeping this (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah they they do get you know they adapt their lives and until they can't anymore and then they come in so it's it's um pretty common for smush face dogs to come in on emergency like with respiratory distress um and they're usually pretty easy to sort out because they're in distress and they're making that snoring noise now most bulldogs frenchies pugs you know that those breeds they make that noise. So the noise alone doesn't tell you they're in trouble. Mm. Um, so like a person who snores might not have sleep apnea. Um, but if you have a, a, a smush face breed that comes in and it's having trouble breathing and it's making that noise, there's a decent chance that um, it's brachycephalic airway syndrome that is causing the, the respiratory distress. Not always. They can also get pneumonia and they can get heart disease and other things. So you, you want to be careful not to get tunnel vision when you see these cases. Um, so, you know, there's pattern recognition, 
when it comes to emergency where you go, okay, let's play the odds. And so that you want that to be an early thing that you consider, but you still have to look at their breathing pattern. Um, You know, is it, are they working harder to breathe in or do they have, you know, a big expiratory component on breathing out? Are they coughing? Um, You know, what are their lungs sound like? Because if it's an upper airway obstruction, their lungs might sound totally fine. Um, So if their lungs sound okay, but they're making the, the, the noise in the upper airway, but their lower airways sound okay. Um, you know, you're going to interpret that a little bit differently. Yeah, I can see it kind of being the same sort of noise as if they had something stuck in their throat. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, sometimes. And so, um, like I said, you know, I think it can be tricky in these cases because the clients, you know, the pet owners get pretty used to their dogs not breathing like a normal dog, but it's like, well, this is normal for this dog. Yeah. We had a relative with, uh, pugs and it's just snorting. Oh the yeah. Entire time we would visit yeah. them. And so I think people sort of tune out that noise because you'd have to. <laughs> like you'd just have to. Um it's like if you sleep with somebody who it snores. Eventually you just get to where you're like, all right, this is I, I just tune this out all right. Otherwise I never get to sleep and that's not fair. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we, I did a like a retreat thing when I was a, a hall director in the dorms in college. Mm-hmm. And I got roomed up with a person, which is crazy because as hall directors, you get your own huge apartment in the dorms. Yeah. So then we have to go to a retreat where we stay in like the smallest room with a roommate. And I was roomed up uh, with an opera singer. And his snore was (gasps) ridiculous. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it was like, it was like I was in a cartoon. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Like it, but like comically loud. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's it was kinda, probably you never told louder. me that story that you like roomed with an opera singer for a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Just for a night. I mean, that's a while, especially if they snore. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real long time. Um, okay. So my snoring story. Um, so when I was a kid, I was probably like tween, young teen, maybe. Um, my family would, um, we would go on vacation to, um, Lake Havasu in Arizona. And we would, there was like a campsite there and we would sort of camp. And when I was much younger, we would like be in tents, um, or my, my grandparents had oh, like a, a trailer. Like, like we would be like intense. Tents. We would be sleeping inside a tent. <laughs> I think it is. Like, my family's also very intense about our vacations. Yeah. We're going to um, have the best vacation But ever. then like when we got, my, when my grandparents got older, they were like, yeah, we don't, we don't want to sleep in a trailer or in a tent anymore. And so not far from like the campsite, there was um, like a motel. And so my grandparents had a hotel room and I don't remember exactly where everyone else was doing, but I ended up staying in the room with my grandparents, which meant I got a bed all to myself. And I learned later why nobody else volunteered to have a bed all to themselves. Cause otherwise like I would have had to share with one of my sisters or something like that. And the reason was that both my grandparents snore terribly, but here was the worst part. They took turns. So like one of them would fall asleep and the other one would not be snoring. And then like my grandpa would be snoring, snoring, snoring. I'm like, holy crap. And then he'd finally stop. I'm like, okay, this is my chance. I got to go to sleep right now. And then my grandma would start up. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like alternating. They're probably poking each other. They're snoring. (laughs) That's probably exactly what it was. But I just remember being like, how are they so coordinated? Um, Yeah. So I, I had the bed all to myself, which at the time I thought was pretty cool. And then later learned that there was a cost. There was a cost to having that bed all to myself. No such thing as a free lunch <laughs> or a free bed, as it turns out. So that was like, like maybe my first experience with like, like truly trying to go to sleep in a room where somebody snores. Um, do I snore, Topher? Not that I know of. Yeah. Do you snore? No. <laughs> a little bit sometimes. It's not real bad, 
but um, but a little bit of snoring in certain certain times, especially if you've got like a cold or something. But yeah, a little bit, not terrible, um, but maybe a teensy bit. So that's because you're such a massive weightlifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of pounds. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds cumulatively. <laughs> so, um, I mean, basically, like the treatment for if they get a patient has brachycephalic disease um, or brachycephalic airway syndrome and they get into trouble, like a couple things you need to do. Or I guess one other thing that's probably worth pointing out is that um, these animals, like, yeah, it's hard for them to breathe. And then it's also for dogs in particular, this doesn't really as big of a deal in cats, is that they can't pant very well either. And dogs need to pant in order to thermoregulate, in order to maintain their temperature. Is that because their tongue is smaller too? It's just because they can't move air very effectively. Um, Their tongues are actually too big. Yeah. So one of my mentors um, used to talk about like during CPR, when you go to intubate, or just not even CPR, but if you go to intubate, you end up putting an endotracheal tube in a dog with brachycephalic disease. And she always described it. She's like, you open the mouth and it's just pillows and pillows of pink tissue. Just everywhere you look, there's just pink tissue everywhere. And like, you can't see anything very well. Um, So sometimes you have to like, like put your hand in there to feel where things are and guide the endotracheal tube. But yeah, I always just think about pillows and pillows of pink tissue. That's funny. Uh, It's true. And so, um, but yeah, so they're not moving air very effectively. So breathing is impaired, but also panting is impaired. And so they can overheat really easily. And then when they overheat, they're trying really hard to pant. And then it kind of becomes a vicious cycle because they're not panting very well. And then they're panicking. So then their temperature, like it just, it, it gets bad. So checking their temperature is pretty important. Cooling them down if they are overheating calming them down because they're probably stressed. Um, sometimes we give them anti-inflammatories like steroids or something like that, because if there is um, secondary inflammation in the back of the airways, that might help. Um, and we'll often provide, you know, some flow by oxygen, which like might help a tiny bit, but probably really you just need to relieve the obstruction. Um, and if you can do that by getting them to calm down and cool down, sometimes you can get them back to where they were before. But other times you just have to put a tube down their throat. You just have to, you know, sedate them heavily or enough anesthetize them and then put a tube down their throat. Um, you re- really shouldn't ever need to do an emergency tracheotomy um, for these patients um, because you should be able to get a tube down there, even if you have to use a smaller tube than you think. Um, what we will sometimes do, though, is once we get that tube in, because we don't want to keep them anesthetized um, to keep the tube in, then we will do a temporary tracheotomy just um, so so we can wake them up and leave a tube just through their neck until all those tissues, um, either like the swelling recedes or if we can get them to surgery to do the, you know, shortening of the soft palate and removing or uh, the averted laryngeal saccules and things like that. Um, so it's what causes not- causes the, so is it like an infection or? Causes what? Like the, so like the. Why does it get worse over time? The, yeah. Why does it get worse over time? Yeah. So. Not really well understood, um, but one thing I will tell you I have observed, so anecdotally, and I know many other people that have observed this, is the soft palate tends to actually get stretchier and like floppier over time. Yeah. Um, and so actually some some brachycephalic dogs that have to have the surgery when they're younger to um, shorten their uh, their soft palate 
actually might need to have it done again later if they have it done really like if they make it to six seven years of age it'll probably last and yeah. until they die yeah, just because older and like elasticity goes away no it's because same. more time i think when there's they're still trying to breathe because remember their trachea is still too small mm -hmm. so like the pressure changes they're still having to work a, a, like harder than a regular dog just to move air and i think some of that sort of stretches out those uh, tissues so like laffy taffy kind of yeah actually that's yeah like strawberry flavored laffy taffy mm -hmm. um that's actually what their soft palate kind of looks like and so it seems to stretch out over time. And so it is a progressive syndrome. Um, and so the nice thing is once you, if you can shorten the soft palate with surgery and, and remove things like they are often significantly better after surgery. Sometimes if there's a lot of swelling, there's still, it's still a little touch and go for a bit. Um, but if there's not too much swelling, the surgery can make a huge difference. Um, unless like their trachea being too small is the major contributor. But I would say in my experience, that's not usually the case. Shortening the soft palate and removing the, the saccules. Oh, one other thing that they'll do, I forgot to mention, this is probably important. They also have very narrowed nostrils. So their nares are often really closed up. Again, too much nostril, not enough nose space. Um, again, this is that's what I'm saying. I don't know that anybody's that's why you need a pug pack. So sometimes they'll do little, um, they'll do rhinoplasty. They get nose jobs and they open up the nostrils. Again, anything to, you know, even in small ways to reduce the resistance to airflow. Um, so that's something else that they'll get. And there's a couple different techniques for that as well. But just opening up the the nostrils. Who um, does the the soft palate surgery? Um, is that something that anybody, like any of that could do? If you're trained for it, yeah. It actually, like, technically isn't anything very fancy. It's usually going to be... You just, like, stick some scissors down there. Specialty surgeons. Just, like, so there's a few different off. techniques, um, but kind of, that's one technique. There's the folding now where they'll, like, fold it back over and tack it down. There's a laser. People will laser the edge off so that, like, you're not dealing with all the blood and stuff. Um, but it doesn't require any special equipment. Yeah. So if just some toe um, yeah, so it's often, you know, board certified surgeons, but not always, there are plenty of um, general practitioners who have an interest in surgery. And as long as you get trained and you learn how to do it, yeah, um, you can do that. Uh, removing the saccules and doing the, the rhinoplasty is all totally, totally manageable. Again, no special equipment, anything like that. The tricky part is, um, you know, if they get into trouble, that's often what triggers us to do the surgery. Um, so it's not uncommon for them to be associated with emergency or specialty clinics because they got into a crisis and it's like, okay, to get them out of this crisis or to prevent this crisis from happening again, we want them to have the surgery. So, um, it just depends, but yeah, um, they're definitely, um, non-boarded surgeons, but just experienced surgeons who can do this, this procedure. Um, so, I mean, I don't do it, but I've always been in a place, uh, nearly always been in a place that had surgeons who can do it. Um, but yeah, the procedure itself is, is not technically like, Oh, that one's you know really, really tricky. You do want to be mindful though, because if you're cutting things in the back of the throat and you're not careful, you don't want them to aspirate like the blood and tissues. Yeah. And so you just need to be mindful of that. You for want the anesthesia. Suction things from the yeah. Dentist. And so we use, they will use suction. That's exactly what you use. Ha. Um, just being a, and then like totally a lot of surgeons surgeon. will like pack the back of the throat as well. Yeah. You could totally be a surgeon, babe. You know exactly what to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, told you it was kind of a short chapter. Um, yeah. I almost missed it. You almost missed it. You almost skipped right past it. Yeah. Uh, I think the next one's probably going to be pretty short, too. Oh, yeah. Who wrote the chapter? We didn't oh say that. Oh, my gosh. You're right. So That's rude. terrible. Um, Matthew Melema. Do you know him? I mean, not personally, but yeah. Okay. I mean, I know who he is. Um, oh, sorry. There's, there's there's two authors. My bad. And Guillaume uh, Hero. I'm probably totally butchering his last name. I think he's French. Seems very French. Um, I think it's Guillaume. It's like the French version of William, but... Guillaume, I, yeah, sorry, sorry guys. Um, but thanks for writing the chapter. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's chapter 18 on brachycephalic syndrome, primarily in dogs, but maybe teensy tiny bit in cats. All so, right. Yeah. We haven't had is a it, is it game time. Tomorrow, so now it's game, game time. Game time. What game are we playing? <gasps> yes. The backwards, backwards game. game. I, this is my favorite one. I mean, I like if we we could probably overdo it, but uh, this is my favorite one for sure. Yeah, I'm and we don't even excited. hear it on the radio anymore. I know. Yeah. So we're the only ones playing it now <laughs> in the whole world. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So you've you've set this up. You got all the stuff yeah. ready. Yeah. Very exciting. Okay. Oh. So how how do we do this again? I know. Yeah. I was like, wait, we haven't done this in so long. Um, okay. So I'm going to say it into your phone. You're going to play it for me backwards. You're going to play a word. Yeah. But am I, I I get to know what the word is, right? I can, yeah, I'll play yeah, it's it not a correctly. Secret. So there, you'll you'll know what the word is forward, and then you'll play it backwards, and then I will try to mimic it. I'll say it backwards, and then you will play my backwards word backwards, which will make it sound forward, and I will sound like an idiot. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's the game. So on my phone, you'll press record, say it backwards, and then and then you'll hand the phone to me, right? Because I don't have faith in you. Fair. To that's do a that fair point. Correct. Okay. So wait, let's go through this again. So you're gonna play the sound forwards, then back, or you're gonna say the word, and then you're gonna play it backwards. I'm gonna hit record and then mimic it, and then hit record when I'm done, and then yeah. give it to you. So I hit record twice. And then I have to talk. No, you hit record and then I'll stop. It'll just stop? No, it'll say stop. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah you gotcha. Hit I hit the same oh, button. Okay, stop. but I'm going to talk into your phone and the microphone. I have to hold your phone up to me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Yeah, okay. the phone's pretty sensitive. I'm right. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Just so everybody knows at home how prepared we are. <laughs> well, you were prepared. I wasn't prepared. Right, <laughs> because the- it's a surprise. Oh, shoot. Your phone. Okay. I'm ready. Here's the first word. What is it? Gastrointestinal. <laughs> You're so cute. Gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. Okay, this is going to be terrible. You ready to hear it? Yes. On the Cessna website. <laughs> okay, go again. On the Cessna website. On the Cessna website. Are we going to do all three of them or are we going to just make fun of me right now for this We have one? to make fun of you right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I can't remember. Okay. All right. I think that was pretty good. I'm I'm Here it goes. feeling very confident about this. That's pretty good. <gasps> yeah, play it again louder. Gastrointestinal. Yeah, that was totally gastrointestinal or gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. It was gastrointestinal. <laughs> gastrointestinal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's when you are confident or attentional, maybe. Gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. <laughs> when you're paying attention to your stomach. <laughs> I think that was a rousing success. Yeah, I it definitely was. I thought it was going to be harder than that. All right, here's your next word. Ready? Airway obstruction. Two Airway words. Obstruction. Airway yeah. obstruction. Okay, let's do it. Okay, again. It's first airway. You just sound like the Swedish chef. <laughs> it's harder than it sounds. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see how that worked out. Let's hear it again backwards. It's first for Arabic. It's first for Arabic. All right, let's see how good it was. Every <laughs> That was so good. 
I don't. I wouldn't call it so good. <laughs> it was way better than I thought. Harry <laughs> With a hairy obstruction. I'm gonna you. Or I might have sworn a little in the end on that one. <laughs> and then again, just so you hear it backwards again. It's first flat Arabic. <laughs> you have to admit, it sounded better than you thought it was going to. <laughs> a little bit. I think it's because airway is the same forwards and backwards. Yeah, it's it's weird. It shouldn't be, but oh, okay. Whew. This, All right, hold the phone a little closer to your a face this time. To my fa- okay, yeah. sorry. Ooh. All right, here's <laughs> Wait, the last I need one. To take a couple breaths. Oh, this one's gonna be terrible. Just this, so everybody's been prepared. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Systemic consequences. Oh my goodness. Okay. Systemic, Systemic consequences. This is terrible. Okay. See, it's easy. Totally easy. Okay, go. I don't know why I get so angry when I do this. Ah. Systemic consequences are serious. I think I held it closer. Here's what you said. This one's a little more German. And here's what it is backwards. <laughs> so impressed. It's got like the same accent. <laughs> it turns out when I <laughs> oh, when I'm backwards. <laughs> that I think that one's the closest. <laughs> okay, do <no. laughs> why this is my favorite game okay sorry if i laughed really loud into the microphone and hurt anyone's ears oh all right that was that was how come you never play i, think I played was, once did you I? play once oh I man forget. was it as funny as when no it's funny when you do it <laughs> I start you just can't stop laughing <laughs> like I'm, I'm, tears tears are streaming down my face right now oh okay what did we talk about today <laughs> Smush face dogs. Smush them face not being dog. able to read. With systemic consequences. <laughs> like what? Whew. Ah. That, those were good. Those were they were all like doable. I, I actually thought it was gonna be harder when you said them forwards. And then uh, Yeah, I always yeah. check them. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure it's doable and not inappropriate. Yeah, there have been a couple where we recorded and then backwards it's just it's, it's like oh R. I'm glad we yeah, didn't. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna <laughs> do that one. Um we would have to start over. Yeah, no, this was uh good job. Good prep work. Way to be prepared, Topher, even though I wasn't. Uh it, I think it worked anyway. So uh yeah. So that's the that's the show today. Uh chapter eighteen. Uh next time, whenever that will be, is gonna be chapter nineteen. Uh, which is, uh, I think, tracheal disease or tracheal, something about the trachea. Yeah. So trachea next time. I, I don't know. I closed the book. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.